Welcome to Beyond the Pen, the podcast that delves into the untold stories of emerging authors and the literary world. I'm your host, Maccabee Griffin, and each week I'll be shining a spotlight on talented yet undiscovered authors, giving them a platform to share their incredible stories and unique journeys that brought them to the world of writing. In each episode, we'll deep dive into the story behind the story, exploring the inspirations, challenges, and triumphs that have shaped our guests' literary careers, and have some fun along the way. From the initial spark of an idea to the journey of crafting and publishing their books, we'll uncover the secrets that make their stories truly special. But that's not all. Once a month, we'll be joined by an expert from the publishing world who will share invaluable insights and advice for aspiring writers, answering your burning questions, and demystifying the path to success in the literary industry. At Beyond the Pen, my mission is simple, to entertain, educate, and encourage the next generation of great storytellers. So whether you're a writer, an avid reader, or simply someone with a passion for storytelling, Join us as we venture beyond the pen and celebrate the power of the written word. Hello, everybody. We are here. We are back. We are live. And I have brought Chelsea back. I was going to say, brought me back? Like, I thought we were in this partnership, and now I feel like maybe... We're like unstable. And so like we just went from a very like good foundation back and now it's shaking. That's just because of the chaos. I feel like it's your word phrasing. Hmm. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. She <laughs> she came back willingly. And just like you, thank you so for being here again. It was never willing. <laughs> I'm just never going to win today. All right. Yeah, I'm going to use this one day where I'm like, Mac tried to kidnap me. And they're going to be like, you have no proof. I'm going to be like, hold on one moment, please. I have a, a podcast where he's basically inferring that I willingly came back this time, which infers that previously it was involuntary. No comment. No comment. Thank you for being here. If this is your first time, welcome. If this is your second time or more, Thank you for coming back. We appreciate you. Beyond the podcast pod, or beyond the pod, beyond the pen podcast. I can't speak today. I swear. At beyond the podcast, be, I said it again. <laughs> you guys can find us at beyond the pen podcast on Instagram. Um, beyond the pen pod on Twitter. Am I yes. right? Yes. Look at that. Nailed it. And make sure you go to our Facebook group, Beyond the Pen podcast fan group because we get into some shenanigans there too and you don't want to miss it i'm glad she's here because see today's one of those days i just can't talk for some ungodly reason and it's not because i've had two cups of coffee either listen i have had blood taken and i drank a rock star like finished my energy drink before i walked into the doctor's office not realizing that is totally gonna mess up all the blood work and next week i'm gonna have to do it all over again but you know what? Live and learn. That's life. Yes. That is life. Speaking of life, how has your week been so far today? It's been so interesting. I actually made the best sellers list this week for the Realm series. So I was super excited. I got the alert 
And I looked at it and I was like, oh, cool. And then I go on about my day. And then like five minutes later, I was like, wait a second, what did that just say? So then I go and I'm like, okay. And I'm, I'm, I'm in a meeting to get ready for, for galaxy con next week. We're going to Raleigh. So everybody check us out. And I'm like, excuse me guys. Um, I just need about five minute break. We'll, we'll come back. And Danny is just like, Hey, is everything okay? I'm like, yep, yep. I just need a second. And I like turn the video off, mute myself, laid down on the floor and was just like, okay, this is fine. Remain calm. And then I go running downstairs and I didn't realize my husband was in a meeting and I was like, I made the best sellers. And I'm like screaming. And he's like, yeah, sure. Just give me one second. I think there's something going on. And he takes his headphones off and he's like, I'm sorry, honey. What, what happened? <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. So if they didn't think I was crazy before walking into his office and just screaming at the top of my lungs, which I'm pretty sure was like indecipherable of what I was saying, would it definitely icing on the cake. I'm going to get that badge, wear that one. But yes, yeah, so that was great for me. So what about you, Mac? What are, what are we working with with you? Well, honestly, I quit my job at Pizza Hut a couple of weeks ago. And I've been doing door dashing for the past since then. So uh, honestly, it's just me looking around, finding new uh, books to look at, trying not to pull my hair out while my kids are all over the place. Okay. I know I don't have a lot of hair left, so you don't have to go after that. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, but your face did. <laughs> I'll work on that. I'll work on that. Anyway. So just get the, the cold mask that everybody says. You just got to. Yeah, your ne your negotiation mask. Yeah, go for that one. Um, <laughs> she's 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 a threat when it comes to negotiations. For today's thoughts and processes of trying to figure this show out, as we always do, just on the fly. Majority of it is literally just let's come in five minutes early and figure out what we want to say. We make the plan. We try to stick to the plan, and then we throw the plan out. That's it. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. So some of the things that we were thinking about and what we were seeing in the publishing world is there's a lot of trends that just, again, need to go away because they're doing more harm than they are good. There's a lot of times that when a new author comes into the publishing world, once they get their book published, they think that the publishers are supposed to be doing all the marketing. Unfortunately, that's not how it works, is it, Chelsea? It absolutely is not. And I think it is the biggest lie about the publishing world. Because, you know, when you're when you're thinking of, of becoming an author, you assume all you need to do is get this publishing deal. Once you get the publishing deal, everything is going to be taken care of. All you have to focus on is writing. And that's not true at all. Not only do you have to focus on your writing, some publishing houses don't even let you finish your series. So if you go and it's not hitting their, their sales expectations, they drop you. And so then you have a partially finished series that you may not even be able to finish by yourself. On top of that, you are basically required to do all your own marketing, advertising, um, getting your name out there, you're scheduling your appearances, your one sheets, everything is up to you. And I think it's what's, been misinterpreted by a lot of people like you don't get those those signing checks really anymore 
you don't, they give you your royalties. And even most of the times with that, it takes you six months to, to even start seeing anything. Um, and then you're kind of just left floundering. And then when you do find something that works, because a lot of publishers uh, tend to be more of a self-publishing with extra steps, you go through and you hit this pinnacle and you get to the point where you're like, all right, I found something that works. My name is getting out there. My book is getting out there. And then sometimes the publishers turn around and they go to the other authors and they're like, look, see, this is what we've done. This is what, you know, all we need you to do is whatever. Not realizing the publisher didn't do any of that. The author did. So then you get resentment between authors. You get some that are like, oh, well, why is the publishing house doing all of this for them? But I'm not getting anything because they don't realize that it's it's you doing it. So then the, it's showing favoritism, which causes hostility between authors within the same house, which means there's no support for you. And it gets kind of lonely in a way, but you just need to take that and just keep shoving harder because as t- this is going to sound terrible, Mac, you ready? It's going to be my first terrible thought. Just prove them wrong. What, they're going to say terrible things about you. Other authors are not supportive. There is a lot of, there's a misinterpretation with that too. You go through and you think because you're in the same genre, you're going to be supportive. They're not. I was super lucky to find Danny who is in the same genre um, and we support each other. But a lot of times they talk about you behind your back and they go to these conventions and they go to these bookstores and they say terrible things about you and your series. So just keep working and just shove it in their face. That's true. That is very, very true. So one of the things that I have found interesting is that there has to be, you're right, there has to be some type of supportive group around you, either, you know, people within the publishing world that you know of, the families, friends, whatever the case may be, you need to have that because you're right. There's a lot of people that are not going to support you. They're just going to talk crap about you. And unfortunately, that's the way life is sometimes too. And, but it's also having a major effect on the publishing world in general. You know, there is a lot of trends that are, that are happening right now, especially in the marketing part. We've already discussed how the keywords uh, for online marketing have made a major impact on the SEOs, SEOs and the subgenres of books and how publishers have to change codes to make things better for sales because that's exactly what they're in there for, for sales. Now, how that transcend down to you is depending on how much they're selling the book for is depending on how much you're going to get. So Chelsea, real quick, just from your own experience, what does a normal contract look like for them? So typically what you get is you get a, a write-up. You know, you have your, your standard non-disclosure typically because they do share a lot of information with you. Um, and it's also a, uh, so mine was a, five-year, 10-book deal. So I went through and you were required to, within five years, submit 10 books. I Obviously, I finished mine like two years early, 
but you go through and that is what is required of you. So they do two to three books a year. And this also depends on the type of book you're doing. So I do novels and novellas, which means I do anywhere from a novella is 20 to 50,000 words. A, a novel is, is 50 to 125. And then you get into those ridiculous ones. But then you also have the short stories, which are like the 5,000. So depending on what you do depends on a, a typical deal. Mine was set up the way that it was because of what I am doing with the realm series, because I have the seven different realms and everything, and they wanted to get as much of that as possible. So the basic requirement is within that five years, you have your 10 books that are set up on their own timeline. You can do more if you want. You can do less um, a year if you get basic agreement from your publisher. And then off of that, it also explains how they're going to do the editing process. It will explain your input that is allowed on your covers, which a lot of times I, I was lucky. Uh, my first ones, I, I was given a lot of a leeway with how I wanted them, but they're getting redone now. So it's a little bit different. Um, and then it goes into descriptions on if you'll get an audiobook and when. And then it starts to spell out the the pay scale that you will get per book and the average cost of your book from when you submit to when it comes out and how you are expected to pay that back versus when you will get your royalties. So it's it's kind of involved. It they are changing. Even from when I signed I signed three years ago. Mm-hmm. Even from there, the authors in the same publishing company that I that I'm with things have evolved and things have changed. And so as a a publishing company grows, make sure you are constantly checking your contracts, see what has changed if you haven't heard anything and just know that you are protected and that they do have to let you know if something has changed. I've run into a few authors that uh, were with other publishing companies that weren't made aware that they had changed their publishing contracts and that their royalty percentages had changed which is not legal guys. Like I know they say they can change it at any point in time, but if it is anything financial or, or literary property, they have to notify you. So don't be afraid to question people on things. And I know a lot of people are scared to ask questions or negotiate your publishing contract. You can do both of those things. So just keep that in mind. Yes, absolutely. Because one of the trends, one of the things that the, Exploding Topics uh, website is presenting uh, by, there was an article by Josh Howarth, Howarth, I'm sorry, however he pronounced his last name, uh, on earlier this month. And one of the things that they are reporting, because this all this information comes from literally everywhere, the AAP, the uh, Publishers Weekly, everywhere. And one of the things that they were saying was that the self-publishing numbers are increasing because of things that they're seeing prior to them even being published. You know, one of the things they're saying is, um, like, for instance, Smashwords, the distributor that accounts for nearly half of all self-published ebooks, reported a 5.3% increase in authors served and a 5.7% increase in books published last year alone. Authors, especially new authors, are lured by self-publishing because they get to do exactly what they want with their book. 
Yes, but there is also a dark side with that. Please. Um, Self-publishing during COVID was huge, right? Everybody was writing books. There was nothing else to do. If you are going to self-publish, which I think is what I'm torn between, I have actually gotten a a few offers, which I'm super excited about. But I am so intrigued with self-publishing because, Mm -hmm. like they said, you do get a lot of control. Um, There is a downside. I don't know how many, I I read a lot of books. I I love reading, obviously. And over the last two and a half, three years, I can tell you it has gone, the quality of books that is on, on, you know, eBooks, it's so bad now because anybody can self-publish. You don't have to 100% know what you're doing because you can figure it out as you go. So if you are going to self-publish, please take the time to figure out how to do it right. Make sure your typesetting is is good and you are good to go. And that is something a publisher takes care of. They make sure that it's set. They make sure your covers are the right sizes because you need so many different, I think there's about four different because you need soft cover, hard cover, ebook, and audio. Those are four different covers that have different requirements. You know, with your typesetting, making sure that the font you're using, even those small little things, it can mess up an ebook when you go to read it. And dear God, edit. You don't even have to pay for it. Get Pro Writing Aid. I swear I'm going to get them to sponsor me one time. I live on that stuff. <laughs> get Pro Writing Aid. It is worth it. Yes, it's $100 a year, but it's going to save you thousands of dollars. It knocks it out. You can choose your genre. You can add your own stuff in. Invest in your book. Do not put just whatever out there and know that it costs you to change it every time you mess up. If you submit your ebook, like let's say you do it through Amazon, every time you change it, especially if you want to get it printed, so you go through Ingram, you get charged $35 every time there's an issue. So let's say you accidentally leave out a chapter or your words or your typeset is wrong and it doesn't print right. You have to pay to fix that. And you have to reimburse them for the messed up copies because when you submit that, you are saying this is done, this is correct. So if you are going to self-publish, take two weeks, scour YouTube, scour all of these different learning things that they have on Barnes & Noble is doing one now. You have Amazon, you have Smash, so many different opportunities. Look at it. If it's what you want to do, do not waste your money and time. Make sure you're doing it right. Absolutely. Because again, just like she said, there's so many books that I even, that I've been seeing, um, I've received from PR reps, from authors themselves, and I'll look through them and I'll notice the simplest things. Grammar is a big thing. And unfortunately, it does have an impact on how you read the book, how you, because there's many times where I have to stop take myself out of the story mm-hmm. just to make sure that I was reading that properly because it just did not make sense. Yes. And like some of them read and, and it's, it's, it's astounding. So there's also, we discussed this before people can pay for reviews. Yes. I can go right now and I can pay and I can get 200 people to leave me positive reviews. Mm-hmm. I have read through, I always try to go like I have Kindle unlimited. I read so much, like I'm not allowed to buy any more books. But so I go through and I choose the ones that have the lowest amount of ratings, right? right? Because they deserve recognition too. Yes. And I go through and they're spectacular books. Then you go to ones that have like 
4,000 five-star reviews. And I'm like, that's literally impossible. Yeah. Like literally impossible. You only have five-star, let's be realistic. And it reads like a little kid's book and it'll be like an adult book. It'll be like a sci-fi or romance or history, anything like that. And it reads like, you remember um, See Me Run? Where yes. It was like, I ran with dog. I did that. I walked up the hill and that's how it reads. Yeah. So like, and it's so hard because Amazon will take your reviews and delete them. They will take your books down. And every time they take your book down, you lose everything, like everything. And you start from scratch and it sucks. Yeah. That that's another thing that's coming into play is the fact that, and, and we've talked about this too, with AI, being presented mm-hmm. as, you know, a, a original idea. Unfortunately, it's also made an effect on the industry as well. And we've we've already discussed that before, and we'll probably go back to it again later on because AI is always changing. Publishing world is always changing. So a lot of the topics that we have discussed prior will come up again. And that's mm-hmm. the great thing about the show is because we're not just going to tell you one thing about it and not come back to it, you know, weeks, months, six months later. And it changes all the time. It's constantly changing. It's constantly evolving. But I mean, it's just, I think that nobody wants to put effort in things anymore. You just want that accomplishment, that badge of honor. You know, like every celebrity now has what? Uh, you, they write books or they get ghostwriters to write their books. Mm-hmm. They have some type of liquor brand. Mm-hmm. They, it's like required now. It's like, okay, you want to be a celebrity? You must write a book. You must, you must own a liquor company. And yeah. now they're all doing like NFL teams, baseball, soccer. And it's just, it's crazy. Well, here's the thing. They're following the money and the money is in sports right now. Well, it's always been in sports, especially the, you know, betting and all this other stuff but it's when we're when we're talking about the books and the way that ghostwriting's happening and you know some people are getting paid thousands upon thousands of dollars to write a book when they have no experience whatsoever and i'm talking about myself too this is gonna sound terrible i'm an author i love right don't do it <laughs> but do you ever see those people oh there was a show where they're like oh you i want to be i don't know a lawyer or whatever and the person right. just grabs them they're like don't do it don't do it it's so stressful it is it's extremely stressful trust me i'm i'm writing a entrepreneurial book um Ooh. yeah i know and for me it is also teaching me but i'm also like terrified at doing it too because of the fact that I don't have the experience like Chelsea does to, to write it, but I have to do it. Don't do it guys. Don't do it. Like there's, and I think that's one of the things that we do really great at is Mm -hmm. we explain that my writing process is obviously different than yours. Yes. Your writing process. So when you hear me talk about all the crazy things I do to write my books, don't try it. Like it's (laughs) do it for you. Write your own way. Whether it's you start at page one and you go straight through, you write the end and then you figure out what the heck you're, whatever it is, do not just take what I say I do and try to do it because it's probably not going to work for you. 
Yeah. Trust me on that one. I've tried to do what she does and it does not work for me. Um, I am very much, I am a plotter. I have to have everything outlined properly. I need to know exactly what I'm working with, what I'm talking about. Cause if not, I will be, I will have so much anxiety. It's not even funny. What is there to get anxious over though? Like what makes you anxious about not having it plotted out? So for me, it is, especially on something that I'm still learning about with my own business, there's a lot, one, there's a lot of information out there. Two, there's a whole lot of people that have actually done it very much for a, a long time. They've been right. successful at it. I, I, my first business died, but it also transitioned into this. So I am a little bit more careful where I put my money at. I am very careful on what information I take and I mold it to what I need comparative to what others are doing. Because in the long run, I'm still wanting to be that one that changes my family's life. But when you're looking at a lot of the things that are out there right now, especially with entrepreneurs, and this is something, and Chelsea can say this without a shadow of a doubt, when you create a book, you're creating a business, you're creating a brand. And this is something that a lot of authors don't see. And that's why when we're talking about the marketing, when we're talking about the pricing, when we're talking about, are you doing it? you know, the traditional way, a hybrid way, self-publishing, what are you doing? We're giving you this information because this is a business. You're mm -hmm. not just a writer, you're an entrepreneur. Because when you go to a publishing company, many of the time, they're not going to do anything for you except for take credit sometimes. And so now you have to understand the price and you have to understand the trends. You have to understand every little thing about the industry or at least learn how to see things. So for instance, like, again, this was another article. This was by Publishing Weekly back in uh, June 7th of, the, of this year. Sales of adult books rose 3.5% in the year to date helped along by a 6.5% jump in the sales in the category in March, as returns fell 14.7% in the month. Now, that's a lot of stuff, okay? In the end, basically, it means books have gone up, but they've also went down because of the trends in self-publishing comparative to the publishing world. Plus, a lot of these people are not sending their information to the AAP which is the American Association of Publishing. Yes. Yeah. So, which is like, if you are an author, you need to know who the AAP is. You need to try to look at everything. I'm going to say, you want to know how I knew what that was? Why? Okay. We're ready for another ridiculous Chelsea moment. Okay. So I was with the publishing house. I mean, well, I'm kind of still with them. Um, we go through and um, they had asked me, they're like, hey, we bring some of our authors and our books. Do you want to come to the um, AAIP? And I'm like, what? And they're like, do you, do you want to come? You can meet, you know, a bunch of people, you can network and all that stuff. And I'm like, isn't that that like retirement thing that like you get after a certain age and stuff? And she was like, Chelsea, are you serious? And I was like, yeah, that's that like, you know, it, it's like, 
AARP, like triple it, like the whole thing. And she's like, no, it's AAIP, American Association of Independent Publishers. And so we go through and I was like, okay, but like, what is, what, why do I, they're like, sometimes I like to meet the authors and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, there's like people that are going to be there. And she's like, yes. And I was like, I can't, I, I, I can't do that. And she's like, how can you go to conventions and talk to people, but you can't do this? I was like, one is like, I'm running a business. Like you said, I'm running a business when I'm, I'm doing the pop-up bookshop when I'm at these conventions. Yes, I'm an author, but I'm also a business owner and I'm managing 15 authors. Yeah. The other is people asking me questions and I'm just like, no, because Chelsea does not have this information in her head. I write the things and then I'm lucky enough that people like the things and then that's it. Like, that's just it. I like to enjoy what I do. I don't want all of the unnecessary information. Yeah, that that's why I look that stuff up for her, so she doesn't have to. <laughs> but again, you know what? Anytime that you have these moments, we just need to have some music come in. It's like moments for Chelsea. We could tell Frankie to get me some of my own theme music that is like another interesting thought from Chelsea. <laughs> or what Chelsea should have known in the publishing world as an author. Because it's the same thing. Like We'll talk to some of these authors, and they're like, I spent six months doing something and this is not a brag or anything. The most I've ever spent writing a book was, is acceptance, you know, because it's the last one in this realm. It's been probably four months now. And I'm like, just get this damn book away from me because it's in beta readers right now. Yeah. And, but people spend years and years and I'm just like, I don't know how, is it like insecure? We'll have to ask a couple, Mac. Ready? We're going to add another question to our hat. Okay. Why do people take so long to write some of their books? Is it, do you not want to finish it? Are you scared to finish it because you know what comes next? Do you not know what to do or do you get bored? Yeah. It depends on the person. Sometimes it is fear. A lot of times it's fear, honestly, or at least for me. Right now, like I said, it's mm -hmm. like if I'm writing for somebody, and that person doesn't give me any feedback whatsoever, why should I continue writing for you? Oh, absolutely. It doesn't make sense to me. Mm -hmm. Literally, I have a publisher looking at me and it's like, okay, you've written four chapters for this person, for this book. I need you to continue on. It's like, but I don't have any feedback. I don't know what he's thinking. Right. And she's like, just continue writing. I know it. I know him. I know some of the stories about him. It's like, I don't know any more information except for what we've outlined when we formatted this book. What are we doing with it? But I have to, so basically right now I'm just writing blind and then sending it to her and she's going to put in some thoughts. I'm like, that, that doesn't make sense to me, but that's the way it's, that's the way some people roll. So anyways, but it, it is, again, it's one of those things where we're looking at this and saying, Hey, what are your what are your reasons for either continuing or mm -hmm. not? And you're right for for me and for I think for a lot of authors out there, it is there's fear. There's absolute fear in this. We didn't finish denial until I had signed. I have probably no lie, 150 mostly done stories. I do not finish them until there's a purpose to finish them. Yeah, that's that's true because I have all these characters in my head that I've created 
just out of the blue, just for the heck of it. But I don't do anything with them. Oh, no, I'm talking books, Mac. I know. One of these days, because I can't show people, like, because I don't want you guys to know what I'm devising, but I will show you my drive. It isn't, it gives Danny such panic attacks because she's like, okay, so how do you organize this? It's like writer, it's like writing, write stuffs is like how it's divided up. And she's like, oh, so like, do you have it broken down inside based on genre? And I'm like, oh my God, that would be such a good idea. And she's like, so what, what are you doing? I'm like, no, they're just in there. I'm like, uh, that writing file seems kind of full. I'm going to stick it in right. And then I'm like, but then there's this stuffs file. I had S's to random stuff for funsies. And, and I'm just like, but now this one's feeling kind of empty. So I'm just going to put this new story over here. And she's like, do not ever show me this again. But that's part of being the type of writer that I am. Yeah. Not to mention the notebooks. Like, dear God, the notebooks. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's not look at the library of notebooks right now, because I don't think our cameras could actually control <laughs> technology right now. It would be like blanking out. I love Seth MacFarlane. He's next on my list. I'm going to get Seth MacFarlane. If we could get Seth MacFarlane. If you Are you can kidding me? Thousand Ways to Die in the West is probably the one of the greatest movies of all time. You guys haven't seen it. You have to watch it. It is the most ridiculously funny movie. It, it, just watch it. Yeah, but he's doing a lot of more dramatic stuff right now, too. Well, I don't care about that. I, I, like... <laughs> I don't care about that part of his career. I want to talk about this. Yeah, like the, the crazy stuff that he comes up with in his head, that it, it's, it's spectacular and it's so much fun. Well, yeah, it, that's true. That's very true. And, and again, with any actor, because again, speaking of acting, our next guest on Thursday is a voice actor himself, who's also a writer, who's also a published author. And he wrote the book, Beliefs and Black Magic's Portals series. And we're going to be talking about him, talking with him about book one. And we've got all kinds of little things about it, but we'll, We'll keep them for that right there when he comes on. So until next time, again, obviously, like she said, you know what, Chelsea, can you do it this week? Because I can't <laughs> say any of it. <laughs> okay, guys, thank you for meeting us again. It was super fun. I know you guys all enjoy our rants. So make sure you head over to beyondthepenpodcast.com to check out this episode, share it, like it, subscribe to our channel. And then also go back and check out a few of the other fun rants we have. Follow us on our fan page on Facebook, Beyond the Pen Podcast fan page. Literally what it's called. Super easy. You can't miss it. Instagram is Beyond the Pen Podcast. And then Twitter is Beyond the Pen Pod. We are also going to be doing a YouTube channel that you guys can comment and make all fun jokes with us. And then listen to us every Tuesday and Thursday at 5 a.m. Eastern. And like she said, just... Keep doing it. Keep growing. Keep writing. Keep inspiring. Keep sharing. But uh, most importantly, keep coming back because you never know what's going to come out of our mouths. You don't know what's going to be on Chelsea's next ranting corner. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's going to be on. That's going to be a shirt. That's that. That's I yeah. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. It's gonna be a whole production. <laughs> it's gonna be a whole high school production. Yeah. It's gonna happen. Chelsea's ranting corner. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I don't know what else we can do with it. All right, guys. Until next time. We love you. Bye. 
Hey folks, that's a wrap for this episode of Beyond the Pen. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed creating it. If you'd like to stay connected and up to date with everything Beyond the Pen, follow us on Twitter at Beyond the Pen Pod and Instagram at Beyond the Pen Podcast. For even more content and exclusive access to our guest profiles and more, make sure to visit our website at beyondthepenpodcast.com. Don't forget to join our Facebook fan page to interact with our favorite authors and fellow fans of the show. And if you want to take your Beyond the Pen experience to the next level, check out our selection of video interviews on Traverse TV's Video On Demand and Livestream. You can access these interviews through your Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Google Play, iTunes, or the Traverse TV app. So until next time, thanks again for tuning in and remember to keep writing, inspiring, and sharing as you go beyond the pen.